everybody. And welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's a podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table is Adam Tollefson. Rest in peace, New Jack. Yes. That was, that was kind of a shocker. Yeah. Um... He had just done like a high spots uh, signing that I watched um, the week before, yeah, and seemed just fine. Like he was joking around and stuff. And fifty eight years old, heart attack, like a lot of cocaine, Matt. How did that? Yeah, I know. The end of the uh, the dark side of the ring with him. Didn't they ask him something about like how would you like to go out or something like that? And and he like. I think back to cocaine. Yes, I <laughs> and like know. Jumping I'm, off something crazy, maybe yes. or something. Stabbing a mofo. I don't know, man. It's like a, it's a weird thing because I definitely respect like everything that New Jack brought to the wrestling business. Um, at the same time, especially after watching that dark side of the ring, it's like there's a lot of stuff that I just like. That's I don't know if he was a good dude, right? Yeah, like, I don't. I, I don't. I'm not trying to like say he definitely didn't deserve to die or anything like that. No, no, but no, I'm no, just. No. It's just difficult. It's. Yeah, especially with um, you know, wrestlers because you kind of get it set in your head how they are, yeah. And then you see something like that, <clears throat> um, you know, F Macho Man after watching the, yes, the biography. Yeah, no, yes, I'm just yes. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They'll spin it that way. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. You're like, maybe he wasn't the greatest guy, um, but still, I don't know. Did you ever see him? No, like, I never saw him live. I saw him once. Um, they had ECW had come to the rave. For Hardcore Heaven 2000, I was not at that show. Okay, um, but they 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 drew a good house or something like that because they came back somewhat quickly. I think it was in the fall. We'd have to look it up. Who'd you go with? I went with uh, Adam Duncan. Oh, when when I, this is when I first started working at the furniture store. Okay, and these two dudes, Adam and Trevor, they were like, "We're going to." F-. F- the first thing they invited me to was a Creed concert, and I declined. <laughs> <laughs> But the second thing was a fucking ECW show at the rave. And I was, this was my phase where I was kind of on my way out of wrestling. Yeah. Like I wasn't watching it a whole lot, but I was 19 at the time and Adam uh, lived like in an apartment complex, kind of a block away from the store. Okay. And like I said, I'm 19 at the time he's drinking, he's of legal age to drink. So it's Mm -hmm. like Friday nights we would pop over to Woodman's, grab beers, go to his house and watch ECW on TNN. Oh, sure. And this was like a weekly tradition. Nice. Um, but but ECW came back through the uh, the rave. They didn't play the. I think they did the ballroom for the the pay per view. Okay. But when I saw them, it was in like the small. You remember where we went and saw Juggalo Championship Wrestling? Yes. That's where that's where they were at that time. Nice. So maybe maybe a thousand people. I don't know something like that. That's awesome. Uh, but it was. I remember it was New Jack wrestled Just Incredible. Fucking and he name. did go off the balcony. Yeah, yeah. It was wasn't as uh, as awesome as the balcony like would be in that ballroom, right? But it was still fucking cool, hey man, dude. Still new jack. But that's the only time. That's the only time that I ever saw him. I don't know. Yeah, I it's never, just so I weird. It's just jack. so weird when you see him. Like I said, right on that thing, uh, just a couple days ago, and there, there he is. I did see, and it'll be in the in the news section. There's some there's some news and stuff of some. Uh, charitable things and stuff like that, so we can help out uh, Mrs. New Jack, if you will. Mrs. Gangsta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, on a lighter note, um, we're recording. It's May nineteenth, Adam. 
And that's a big day in pro wrestling history. Uh, there's so much shit that I found that I was like, dude, May 19th should maybe just be like a, a holiday moving forward <laughs> for this podcast where we just like take the day off work and watch shit. Or something. Okay. I don't know. There's, there is a lot of stuff. Uh, but uh, May 19th, 2021. And on this day in pro wrestling history. All right, the first thing I got, 1946. Damn. Andre René Rusimov was born in Chernobyl, France. Yeah. He would go on to be arguably the most popular wrestler of all time. Wonder what he weighed when he came out. Andre the Giant. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably <Ma'am>. normal. <laughs> yeah, probably. It was like the Angli Angla Midgley, uh, I'm I'm yeah, terrible yeah, with uh, yeah. I'm terrible with Japanese names and medical terms. Right. <laughs> Those are my two weaknesses. <laughs> um but yeah, Andre the Giant, born in this day in nineteen forty six. So he would have been seventy five. Uh, 1981, it was officially announced by the AWA that due to Vern Gagne retiring and vacating the AWA World Heavyweight title, Nick Bockwinkle, the former champion and current number one contender, was being awarded the belt. No tournament, no match. I guess you're the number one contender. Give it to Bockwinkle. Give it to Bockwinkle. 1989, the Patrick Swayze film Roadhouse. Ooh, we'll have to watch Roadhouse when we take the day off. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Patrick Swayze Memorial Day. I'm like, what? <laughs> Roadhouse, which featured Terry Funk, was released theatrically on this day. It had a seven-week theatrical run, which doesn't seem very long, uh, and made $30 million. Wow. But then since has gone on to be like a cult classic. Right. You, I swear to God, you could pick the time. It doesn't matter what time. If you just search Roadhouse... It's probably playing somewhere right on now. On cable somewhere. Yes, yeah. dude. It's yeah. always on. And it's like, it, sometimes it's on the good channels where you get to see the boobs. Other times it's just like, oh, it's on TNT or whatever. But Roadhouse <laughs> is always on. Turner Classic Movies. It's got to be making its way there soon. <laughs> uh, 1990. The NWA held their Capital Combat pay-per-view in Washington, D.C. at the D.C. Armory. In the main event, Lex Luger defeated NWA world champion Ric Flair via disqualification in a steel cage match. The four horsemen interfered and put Sting, who was at ringside, remember he was tagging Luger at this time, Mm -hmm. in a smaller cage used earlier in the night to prevent Jim Cornette from interfering in the Midnight Express match. Oh, I think I know where this is going. Robocop. Yeah. Yes. Robocop (laughs) came down and bent the bars of the cage to free Sting. When you need help getting out of a cage, call Robocop. That's right. Uh, 1991. WCW holds the very first Super Brawl pay-per-view at the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg, Florida. Uh, this was a this was a gnarly show. This was the show where Big Josh walked out two grizzly bears to the ring and they like stayed on their oh, hind yeah. legs. One of them was pissing all over the ramp like the whole way down. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> That's impressive. Uh, also, Kevin Nash's Oz character made his debut at this show. Not a weird one that was. And El Gigante beat Sid in a, quote, stretcher match as Sid was on his way to the WWF. He'd already signed. Um, the stretcher was never used. He just, Sid ate a choke slam, got pinned, and then just booked it out of the ring. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's how I want to go out. I know a New Jack has this thing. Yes. Gigante to beat me. 
That's right. <laughs> With a choke slam. 1992. Nails made his WWF in-ring debut during a WWF Superstars take being in Lexington, Kentucky. Oh, that Give me co- your best Vin Nails voice. Man. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good, Adam. Remember we thought he had like we thought it was almost dubbed over, or maybe it was at one point. I think they did something. I think maybe on a least, call in. At least in the beginning they were altering that audio yes. somehow. It but, sounded like I love death this. was coming. 92, you know? 93, 94. This is all like such in my wheelhouse. I loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, 1995, Razor Ramon defeats Jeff Jarrett at a house show in Montreal, Quebec. To win the WWF Intercontinental Championship in a ladder match, marking Ramon's third title reign. I think that's his last title reign with that belt, too. Okay. Uh, 1996, one of the most infamous moments in the history of wrestling, and at the time, a really controversial one, took place as the click, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, Diesel, and Hunter Hearst Helmsley broke kayfabe. Following the main event of WWF's house show at Madison Square Garden, uh, it was also Kevin Nash and Scott Hall's final contracted night before leaving for WCW. The four friends hugged in the center of the ring. Nash and Hall got a send-off. They then uh, climbed the ropes in each corner and gave the fans the click sign or whatever, the two-sweet. Fan footage is how everybody finds out about this because the WWF did not tape this show. Right. Did you see whatever the last, uh, is it maybe it's in the Shawn Michaels biography. Have you seen that? I have not. Do they interview the guy who oh, took nice. the fan footage? For some reason, uh, my DVR did not pick up the newest biography. It re-recorded the fucking Macho Man one. You know what? I noticed uh, when I had to go back for the Booker T one or something like that, um, it did the same thing where it said something was new. Oh, it said that, um, I guess this is a different channel though, but it said, um, like part two of the Brian Pillman one was new and I'm like, no, I don't think so. And so I wonder if someone's, uh, ah. that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'll they, have to search it out because I, w- I want to watch that. Yeah. Check that out. Cause he says, you know, like how different things could have been if Dude, that doesn't get out. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and I, it's just, it's nuts. Things. It's the whole like butterfly effect. You don't right. know what would have happened. Stone Cold probably wouldn't have been King of the Ring. I'll make the argument too that if this is going a little bit further than that, this is like if Vince McMahon decided he was not going to let Kevin Nash and, and Scott Hall go mm-hmm. and said he's going to sign him, give him their money or whatever, mm-hmm. there's no Undertaker streak. Rest, WrestleMania 12 is Diesel, who is hotter than a fucking Hornet. And yeah. Undertaker, yeah, and I think Undertaker loses that match if Diesel's not on his way out of the company. No streak, no yeah, dude. Stone Cold, it's just, dude. It's so crazy it how much crazy. stuff. I'm glad this happened. The uh, the curtain call is what it's been dubbed. Obviously, uh, if you're a wrestling fan, you know all about it. 1999, the second annual Brian Pillman Memorial Show was promoted by Les Thatcher's Heartland Wrestling Association in Cincinnati, Ohio. In the main event, Conan and Rey Mysterio Jr. Defeated Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. Mm. Uh, D'Lo Brown, Mankind, also uh, some other guys that were on the card. 2002, WWE Judgment Day. The first pay-per-view since the name changed from WWF to WWE was held. Main evented by The Undertaker, defeating Hulk Hogan to win the WWE Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. 
Bet you that was a piece of shit match. It was. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. 2006. WWE releases its first theatrical film. The horror film See No Evil starring Kane. The film would go on to make $18 million worldwide in its theatrical run. The best showing of any WWE film. And this is when they had a whole storyline around this. Like everybody kept talking May about 19. Led to like, uh, and then once, basically it was just to get that date into the fans' heads because that's the day the movie came out. Kind of smart. But then, yeah, that is. But then after May 19th, then what? Yeah. So then they came up with a whole another storyline. That May 19th was the day that uh, Kane, the fire claimed Kane and Undertaker's parents. Okay. And then that somehow spawned, uh, and I don't remember any of this because I wasn't watching during this time, but apparently it spawned uh, a Kane versus Kane thing where Doc Gallows was uh, fake Kane. Blue Kane? No, they were both red. They're both red. <laughs> yes. But it was Kane versus Kane, just like SummerSlam 94. What year is this? This is 06. Okay. I'm out by then. Yeah. Man. I'm so I'm, out. I did not know that. We should go back and see uh, Luke Gallows as Kane. Nah, 2009, this is the last one. Uh, William Crotoro, who wrestled as Johnny Canine and Bruiser Bedlam in the WWF and Smoky Mountain Wrestling, was charged with conspiracy to murder as one of the members of the United Nations gang plotted to kill members of the Red Scorpions, according to the Vancouver Sun. Now, last year oh. around this time, we had the uh, when the warrant was issued or something like that. So it's basically yeah. a day later they get him or whatever. I think they do a dark side about this guy. 100% they, they do. do. Okay. That was, uh, that's going to be in the second half of this third season. I'm curious about this. Me too. I love the shit that I don't know a whole lot about. Yes. I think this week is the, the big Korea. It is. My wife and I were just talking about this. 190,000 people or something in Korea to watch this big show. Yeah. she was Because she was like, what's uh, the dark side about this week? And I'm like, oh, that's Thursday. And then she's like. What the hell's on Tuesday? She's like, oh, NXT. I'm like, God bless you. But she's like, well, what's the dark side, though? I'm curious. And I was like, yeah, because they're North all good. Korea. They're all good. And she's like, what happened there? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I know they went. Yeah. And that's she's like, for who? And I'm like, I would guess North Koreans. Yeah, I guess. She's like, I don't know if just regular people get to watch that. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, there's so many people. Well, in Saudi Arabia, there was a lot of. And Royalty, it was the what? You know? It was the eighties, right? Or was it early nineties? Very early nineties. Well, we'll find out all about it. I'm looking forward to it. Birthdays, Adam. What do you got? It's Alistair Black. What the fuck is he doing now? <laughs> Reading books. Weird shit. Uh, twenty nine. He took he took glasses from Gary, Indiana. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> That's an insider. Uh, Alistair Black is 36. Whoa. Yeah. Kip Sabian. Poor Kip Sabian. 32. 29. And then Andre the Giant would have been 75 years young. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. All right. The May 19th, 1997... Season 5, episode 20 from Mobile Civic Center in Mobile, Alabama. Uh, They start off with a recap to the end of last week's show. Uh, We got to see it last week. With the they whole showed super it afterwards. Thing. Yeah. yeah, the wheelchair. Uh, it was fun. Um, I know that I said last week that Sean's foot was so close to the edge of the ramp or the stage when he got backdrop or when he got set down, if you will. Yes. 
It wasn't his foot, but it was his ass. So, like, yeah. he comes down and then goes to his ass, and his ass is, like, this close to the fucking edge. I was looking at that because I'm looking at the foot. I'm like, he wasn't that close. But I'm like, oh, he was turned around. I see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. See. <laughs> he was still close to falling, goddammit. <laughs> that ass that Bret Hart hates to see him shaking so much. I You're s- out here shaking your ass and being a horse's ass. <laughs> <laughs> With your girly magazines. You, Goddamn, I'm mad that you're not mad. I'm... I'm I'm just disappointed that you weren't able to watch the the Sean uh, biography. Oh man, it was I good, dude. I watched a lot of stuff, so like I am I am in no short supply of things to talk about later. But, but you would have dug it. I will still you, you, dig it. You will dig. it. I will dig. Oh, it. by the way, if you just go on Hulu, yeah. you go to A and E under the TV section, click on that, and then they'll have like alphabetical. That's how I've been watching. Oh, them. really? Yeah. I did see the, for some reason the hidden treasures or whatever came up, but the biography didn't. So I don't understand what's going on. Who was the hidden tre- treasures? Sorry, we're it was uh, screwing up this segment. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's uh, Slaughter and Shiki Baby. Okay, I haven't seen that. Mostly Slaughter. Okay. Because Shiki Baby can't I, move. I haven't watched that. <laughs> All right. Uh, after that uh, recap, the glass breaks. Stone Cold Steve Austin's is on his way to the ring. Good old JR is going to interview him. You're goddamn right. Steve uh, says once again that last week was not about aiding Shawn Michaels. But he saw the Hart Foundation's back was turned, so he took the shot. I ain't your friend, but I ain't got a problem with you. <laughs> yeah. But HBK should be thankful. Uh, Sean then heads to the ring in a crop-cut shirt and a Tupac bandana. Yeah. Looking like last call Scott Hall over there, <laughs> right. dude. Oh, man. It's like, who are you biting your style from, buddy? He kind of echoes exactly what Steve said about hating the Hart Foundation uh, starts to list off all the things that he's done in the WWF before Stone Cold Steve Austin ever got there. Uh, they have words. Eventually, that comes to blows in the ring before a bunch of officials pull them apart. The Hart Foundation comes on the Tron to laugh at the two Americans fighting amongst themselves. Look at them. They can't even get along. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Owen then issues a challenge to Austin and HBK to a tag team title match next week on Raw if they can get their shit together. Uh, both men balk at this and say they will find a different partner. Yeah. More arguing, <laughs> more brawling as the show goes to break. Uh, but before they do, JR says that Vader was supposed to face Crush in a King of the Ring first round match, but that Crush Crush's opponent is uh, as a surprise. That's right. I really love the surprise angle on Raw these last <laughs> couple weeks. They should um, do that more. And it's going to be right off the bat. Match number one, it's Crush versus... Hunter Hearst Helmsley, that's how he gets back in. <laughs> yeah, so despite uh, being eliminated last week, Gerald Briscoe, which you can tell why he doesn't do these things very often, he informs us that before the match, uh, refer- the match last week, referee Tim White told Hunter that the match would only end in pinfall or submission. So to avoid legal action, Hunter is back in the hunt, and uh, both Savio and China are on the apron as the match comes to a close. The ref is busy trying to get China down as Crush is holding Hunter for Savio, who then kicks Crush in the head. Whoops. After Helmsley ducks, uh, Hunter covers for the 1-2-3. Crush, not happy with his stablemate, and uh, things get physical before Farouk hops in to play Peacekeeper. Yep, does his job. Keeps the crew together. So there you go. Triple H back in the tournament and advancing. Match number two. Owen Hart uh, with the Anvil and Davy Boy versus Bob Holly. Straight from Mobile, Alabama. Oh, goddamn. Mobile, Alabama's own Bob Holly. Before the match, they do a little crowd uh, snippet piece. The fine folks of Alabama cheering on Bob Holly, a la 
1992 SummerSlam when they kept interviewing all the the Brits before the British Bulldog was going to win and all yes. that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly like that, but a Mobile Alabama version of it. <laughs> um, I do have some sound here for in, in a second, Adam. I can't wait. <laughs> um, uh, they're all kind of cheering on Bob Holly, like I said. Lawler also concocted his own uh, interview in the back, if you will. Real Alabamians right here. And what's your name? James D. James what? D. James D's. He's an orthodontist dream. And this is James' son, Eugene. How you doing, Eugene? Pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Hey, James, how many cars you got parked in your front yard? Uh, two. Two? And this is your son right here, huh? I got a question for you, James. If you and your wife were to get divorced, would, they, would you still be brother and sister? That's a tough one, isn't it? These are real (laughs) Alabamians. (laughs) Oh, Lawler. What a little shit that Jerry Lawler is. <laughs> that couldn't have gone any better. And I, it looked, they didn't look like they were um, coached up or anything. No, it no, totally it didn't. Spot on. <laughs> so fucking funny. Oh, man. Oh, it's not a long match. It's a pretty decent match, though. Bob Holly gets the upset win with an inside cradle to the shock of everyone. In his own hometown? That's unheard of. Yeah, Vince must not have uh, heard about that, or he would have been buried <laughs> real quick. <laughs> um, then we get this weird Sonny's Search and Soak mission. <laughs> oh, with the Super they Soaker? They partnered with Super Soaker. So they have this little vignette that goes with Cornette. Knocking on Sonny's door to have her sign, re-sign a contract or something. Yeah, and the uh, the tagline for Super Soaker is "Wetter is better." I'd use Sonny in my ads too. I guess. Sure. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing we see, HBK. He's in the back with Ken Shamrock, who he has chosen to be his partner next week on Raw. Um, after that, it's the first part of one of the most iconic sit-down interviews in Raw history. Uh, they've been doing this. Now, a couple weeks with Goldust. Then there was the one with Ken Shamrock. Now this is Mankind. And it's going to end up being a three-parter. Right. And, dude, it's it's awesome. You've If you've watched any sort of documentary stuff from, from this era, I said documentary. Um, <laughs> fancy lad <laughs> yeah, over there. Super fancy. <laughs> um, you, you've definitely seen some of this stuff. But it's... <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like its own little mini documentary with like an interview kind of sewn in, right? You know what I mean? Um, they refer to him as Mick Foley in the piece. Uh, they show lots of old footage, photos. He tells that worm story about how they were throwing worms at him, and he's like, "What? What am I going to do? Throw one worm back at seven people? I ate it." Yeah, and then I the, downed it. And then the story gets over exaggerated about how instead of eating one worm, it's all I do is eat worms, and yeah, he became the boogeyman. Oh baby, yeah, that's that's true. It's, it's just a classic segment. Um, he's like, I remember when he's like, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. What did he say? Something about um, how many girls did I kiss through high school? Not a one. I'm a good kisser, Jimmy. But I never got to show it. <laughs> I loved that. Uh, I love that he calls him Jimmy. I too. know. Next week we go to into the dude love and cactus Jack stuff. So that's gonna be awesome. Uh, back from the break, the King is upset about the fact that Rob Van Dam is not able to come back to the WWF. Says Paul Heyman filed some legal, uh, documents that won't allow that. Yeah. And he's even like, it's Paul E. Heyman. I won't even call him dangerously. Yeah. <laughs> I love he's, he's like, we're shooting pal. A little, little jab. Match number three, Leaf Cassidy versus Scott Taylor. Taylor is making his WWF debut in this one. Uh, they mentioned briefly that he might be fit for the light heavyweight title. 
a title that's been vacant since 1995 where it was defended in Michinoku Pro. Uh, hmm. Scott Taylor picks up the win with an inside cradle, and Cassidy is pissed. It's basically the same exact finish of the match before it. Yeah, that was weird. Cassidy runs over and starts yelling at JR. And Scott Taylor would go on to be Scotty Too Hotty a couple that's years That's who Scott now. Taylor is. Goddamn okay. right. And now I think he's a firefighter in real life. Or a zombie. I saw that, too. <laughs> I did see that, too. <laughs> uh, next, we see Stone Cold Steve Austin looking for a tag team partner. He walks in on Sable, who is naked, covers up with an Austin 316 shirt. Talk about good product placement there. Uh, I like no when he's like, dun, 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 he's dun. like, I'm just looking for a tag team partner. You up for it? Ah, oh, never mind. He just gets out of and then, and then when she, he closes the door, he like goes what, and he goes back in real quick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a Lawler move, I tell you what. <laughs> um, <laughs> we also see Bret Hart arrived to the arena, and we will hear his big surprise uh, coming back after the break. The Hart Foundation's heading to the ring. No wheelchair this week for Bret; just crutches. Must be getting, must be healing up. Oh, he's looking better. He says that last week the great American hero Shawn Michaels wouldn't let him exercise his free speech and said he beat up on an invalid in a wheelchair. Uh, Brett's announcement, he will be returning to action at King of the Ring. Surprise. And that's when Shawn's returning too, and he wants to wrestle Shawn and says that if he can't beat HBK in 10 minutes, he will never wrestle in the United States again. It's a tall order, man. Dude, he, uh, Sean's like, you couldn't beat me in 60 minutes. Yes, I love that rebuttal. Pretty good. Um, Sean shows up on the Tron, accepts with one condition. Each member of the Art Foundation must be handcuffed to a ring post. That ensures that they stay out of the match, I suppose. Uh, this was also where Sean had the sunny days line. Yeah, that I was goes uh, down. pleasantly surprised by that. I was like, this is where it happens, huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love Pillman's reaction when he says that. Oh, I didn't see it. Yeah, so Sean's up on the Tron, and Brett's just kind of got that smirk like, you son of a bitch. But yes. Pillman's like... <laughs> just playing it Hamming up, it shaking up. his head around <laughs> stuff. Yeah, it's really good. Pillman's so fucking good, dude. Well, no wonder Brett's walking better Man. now. Yeah. <laughs> Sunny days, bro. Match number four. Goldust versus Rockabilly. Before the match, Marlena and Dakota came to the ring. Um, they're trying to, like, humanize Goldust, right, over the last few weeks with that interview thing. Now we're showing his – he even says, you know, you know where is Marlena – I know her as Terry, and this is Dakota, and they both come out, and they're wearing a little gold. Dakota's wearing a little gold dress. She's hamming it up on the ring ropes. She cuts about as good as a promo as Cody does. <laughs> yes. Oh, snap. Ah, what a what a dig there, Adam. <laughs> no, I liked it. I thought it was cool. It was fine. It was it was fine. Nice moment for the Runnels family. Yeah. Uh, Rockabilly gets the win via DQ after the Honky Tonk Man gets in the ring. Dude, I I thought Goldust kicked ass in this match. Though. I loved it like, too. He was like he just looked like he was on. Yes, you know. I was like, I mean, you, we've seen him since then, since he's been sober and all yeah. that, and probably in the best shape of his life yeah. now than he even was then. He's he's bigger then, you know. But I'm like, god damn, he's fucking, he's hitting all. Goldust the, is good, hitting on all uh, cylinders. He definitely is. Uh, I thought this was weird though because Honky Tonk Man gets in the ring, Goldust wraps the guitar over Honky Tonk's head. And then they award the match to Billy Gunn via DQ. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. Wait, I thought. Hold on. <laughs> no. Say it again. Okay. 
Honky Tonk Man enters in the ring. Yes. He's going he's to got, whack yes. Goldust, Goldust with, a with a guitar. Goldust, Goldust boots him, grabs the guitar, wraps it over Honky Tonk Man's head. Yes. Ding, oh. ding, ding. DQ finish for... But you didn't hit Rockabilly. Not at all. You didn't touch Rockabilly. No, not at all. <laughs> mm. There was also a line here that um, Lawler said that I, I, I wrote down. Yeah. Um, I bet if the stork that carried that kid... <laughs> No, I bet the stork that carried that kid got arrested for carrying dope. <laughs> I was like, what? He's full of sure, them. Sure, King. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't even realize that. I Yeah, he didn't even touch Rockabilly. No, not at hmm. all. Uh, we now go back to Ahmed Johnson, who's addressing Farouk's questioning of Vince last week about why there hasn't been a black champion in the WWF. And he sides with Farouk on this one. He says he's going to be the Hank Aaron of the WWF. Wouldn't it be the Jackie Robinson? I don't. I guess Hank Hank Aaron was the home run king, but Jackie Robinson was the first black player to play base. But I guess he's going with like championship. Must be. I don't know. Mm. Um, either way, I we got we understood what you're saying, Ahmed. For once, then we see Steve Austin in the back, still looking for a partner. He's talking to. Harvey Whippleman. Yeah, who's like, I'm scared. <laughs> and Steve's like, you just have to stand there in the corner. It's because Gorilla Monsoon says I'm contractually obligated to have somebody out there. Damn right you're scared. <laughs> and then the Brooklyn Brawler offices up his services. Steve rejects that physically. Because he's just a piece of trash. <laughs> and then Harvey does accept. <laughs> Match number five, Rocky Maivia versus Farouk. No PG-13 with the nation this week. Uh, I don't know if that's a permanent thing or not. Remember last week they got beat up pretty bad. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's because they're hurt. I'm wondering if they're done. I'm that, not sure. That, they could be. Crush and Savio are also keeping their distance from one another uh, because of what happened earlier in the night. Farouk wins it with the Dominator, and as the Nation of Domination enter the ring to put a beating on Rocky, uh, that's kind of been their M.O., Farouk stops his men from doing so. It's the brakes on it. And they argue a bit about it, but our attention is turned to a little bit of a ruckus in the back. Bob Holly's getting the shit beat out of him by the Hart Foundation, so, mostly Pillman. So Vince did know. Like, <laughs> oh, what do you mean you got to win? We'll go back there yeah. and beat him up. That'll teach you to win a match. In your own hometown. Uh, the next up, The Undertaker heading to the ring uh, for a promo with Vince McMahon. He's asked about the Paul Bearer situation and Farouk using the race card last week. Uh, he addresses Farouk, but when prodded about Paul Bearer, he says, this is not the time. Uh, Paul Bearer comes on the Tron and says, this is the time. He's about to spill the tea at him. Uh, Undertaker asks for more time, so they're just going to drag this thing out another week. I need more time. <laughs> I'm not racist. I don't see color. Yes. <laughs> I don't recognize color was the line. Dead man doesn't recognize color. Bearer gives him seven days to rejoin him and be subservient to him. Uh, so we'll see next week where this goes. The, I'm excited about that. I know. I love the storyline there. Main event time. Jim Neidhart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. The whole thing lasts about three seconds. Brian Pillman on commentary for, yeah. the, for those three seconds. <laughs> Which is pretty nice. Uh, Owen and Davey wait at the top of the ramp. Early in the match, Austin rolls out of the ring, attacks Pillman. Yeah. Uh, as soon as Pillman gathers his wits, he enters the ring with a crutch, levels Steve with it. Well, he's the ass of the snake, man. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Uh, of course, the rest of the crew hop in to help. Uh, once again, HBK out with a chair. And that bandana. By the way, is that a wrist bandana? Because it, like, here's the it's thing. It's very thin. Oh, my God. It barely makes it around his forehead. He doesn't have a big head. Maybe he does. Mm, it, we've seen bigger. 
<laughs> I just think he, God, it was like, where'd you get that bandana? I don't know, child section. <laughs> yeah. He got that in the kids it section. terrible. Oh, man. He's, he's out there with a steel chair, though, to clean house. JR uh, then hops in the ring. After they kind of clear it all out, he gives the news that Gorilla Monsoon has said that next week they will be forced to tag once uh, together against Owen and Bulldog in that tag team title match. Uh, the guy they start beating the hell out of each other once again. Show goes off the air uh, with them kind of rolling around. Who would you have rather seen if they actually made them um, pick oh, a partner? Austin and Harvey Wilfman yeah. for sure. <laughs> like Sean and Shamrock is fine. Yeah, kind of rolls off the tongue, but yeah, it would have. It, it's Harvey and. Yeah, for Harvey sure. and the rattlesnake with Brooklyn Brawler as a close second. <laughs> yeah, let him come out as a manager. Sign of the times. Did you see anything? Yeah, um, I found I found two of them that were kind of weird. Oh, yes, weird, not spelled right. Oh, yeah, weird. W, like the WCW one that yes. said weird captive wusses, but yes. it was spelled W H U S S E S. And weird was spelled wrong, right? Was it? Yeah, weird was spelled W. I E R. Oh, that's the, just a typo. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. And then another one I saw um the classic uh like the Calvin pissing on something. Yeah. But it was like stone cold pissing, pissing on, on a, a heart. Heart. Like, yeah. yeah, I, was I like, like that. I'm like, yeah, there we go. I, I just haven't seen that in so in so long. You know? One of them I saw just said all the hearts are Canadian inbreds. <laughs> Fair enough. I like that. And when they look at Bruce, that's where they probably get it from. <laughs> so yeah, looking ahead to next week, we have the tag title match and the Undertaker's decision. Uh, that and more. Seven sunsets. Yeah, that and more next week on the Retro Raw Review. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. News. PWTs has put up a New Jack store on their site, like we talked about earlier, uh, requested by his widow, Jennifer. And there are a couple shirt designs up there, including like a No Limit style memorial shirt, which is pretty cool. Nice. Uh, they also said they're releasing a very limited item this Friday. Ooh, microbrawler? Wow, I hope so. It's probably going to be one of those limited 250 gimmicks, uh, though. So it's like... <clears throat> get, get ready. But they did say that they were already working with New Jack on an item to be included in a future crate. So I'm wondering if this is going to be like one of those instances where they have like, you know, the Owen Hart uh, limited one. And, but then Owen Hart's going to be included in a, in a crate, you know what I mean? Right. So like, maybe it's going to be a limited edition new Jack, but then we get a, a straight up new Jack later on in a crate. It'd be yeah, kind of nice. I, I don't that. know. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, go support, go support that. Brian Clark, AKA Adam bomb has said on social media that he has signed a legends deal with the WWE, uh, opening the door for figures. Which is going to be awesome. That's good. Is you think that's like the main reason for something like that? Because what the fuck did he do? Yeah, it's all merchandise. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So gotcha. I saw that he. I just saw something else where he. It must have been a T-shirt or something. So he must be finally like. Yeah, he's on PWTs. Yeah, I think yeah. that. So he's he's trying to earn off his name. I guess now I don't know. He's been one of those like obscure ones, but dude, come on, you wouldn't want an elite Adam Bomb. That'd be awesome. Yeah. 
I was an atom bomb guy. Yeah. Look at my name. Yeah. <laughs> Say my name. <laughs> Acknowledge me. Oh, man. Ringside Collectibles has the previously leaked, we talked about it, the AEW barbed wire accessory pack up for pre-order. That was true, huh? Yeah. $20 will get you a bat, a steel chair, and a broom all wrapped in barbed wire. All right. That was the weird thing I saw. That was the broom. Okay. Yeah. Also included is just like a barbed wire strand, and then there's like a black like rack thing that it can all hang on. Maybe I saw the rack and thought that was weird. I don't know. The rack is just kind of like the backing, so I, I don't oh, know. Okay. Uh, but either way, that was, that's kind of neat. 20 bucks. It's kind of cool. It's fun. Uh, speaking of AEW, the uh, toy version of the tag title was recently shown. Look for each Walmart to stock about 400 units because it's all, <laughs> all you can find. Every <laughs> that single, belt's sitting there all the every time. Every single one. That's weird. <clears throat> it's very weird. Did they just order <laughs> way too many or did none of them sell? <laughs> I don't right. get it. <laughs> strange uh weekly retro news zombie sailor toys has signed todd pettengill to the heels and faces line love it pretty timely because nxt just announced that they're going to do this next uh, in your house in your house with pettengill once again hosting it i like it i love it uh he did a little video did you watch the video yeah he's got Very the goat. cool it's got the goatee coming yeah. down <laughs> pretty long it is pretty, pretty long. long hey it's been quarantine time man that's true that is true um trying to breeze through these because we went a little long there funco and entertainment earth have partnered for some exclusive items uh a wwe championship fanny pack similar to the ones that were in the uh slam crates i guess but a little a little nicer look at one of those don't you god damn right i do right. right over there boom both of them red and black damn um then they also have some pop inspired pins they have stone cold steve austin the rock undertaker triple h jake the snake and macho man and then they also have a gold rock because they did have a gold rock funko pop which i've never gotten because i got that two pack the gold one with flare both flares mm-hmm. i'm like those are the worst funko pops ever yeah the pure gold yeah they look I, I get the pure I, I get the invisible cena you know what I mean? I don't even like that, to be honest with you. I yeah, get it's kind it. Of fun. It is kind of fun. But yeah, you don't need to gold everything up. Ooh, what about Okada? Don't you have that too? Is I there don't, a gold Okada? No. Okada doesn't have a Funko Pop. There wasn't a gold Okada micro brawler, though. That's what I'm thinking of. I don't have that. Okay. Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> WWE will start touring in July. Uh, they also moved the Money in the Bank pay-per-view to July. Uh, I assume we will have a full house for that one. That's probably why they did that. 100% because Meltzer said that the Money in the Bank is their fourth highest grossing pay-per-view. So they wanted to make sure that they would have fans in the house for that one. So that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Um, What else? Oh, no word yet as to where like the the shows will be or anything like that. But it's supposed to be like the, the weekend of like July 16th, 17th, whatever that weekend is. Um, a few faces that won't be on the tour. Did you see Drake Wirtz got released today? No. Referee, NXT referee. Oh, Drake Wirtz. that guy. Also, Alexander Wolf, who just was in a match on NXT. Last night. He got released. Uh, Jessamine Duke. Who's that? Uh, she, w- she was the one with uh, Shayna Baszler, the blonde. Oh, yep, yep. Um, and then two other ones. One of them was uh, Vanessa Bourne, who was the... I think she was like a Lakers girl, Atlanta Falcons cheerleader or something like that. She was actually pretty good. And then two other ones that I think have only had like a match that I didn't even really Yeah, recognize. I didn't recognize most of the names. So yeah, it sucks that they're still making some cuts, but you know, what are you going to do? It's with the uh, Alexander Wolf thing is weird because 
just last night he's in a match and it's like yeah imperium imperium turned on him and yeah. i'm like okay then here's what they'll go with this yeah. you know it'll be a right but no nope, you gum it's a shoot firing Ooh, that's how he found out <laughs> as he was getting plummeled by imperium they had walter do it yeah. <laughs> via zoom that'd be awesome you got any uh, new arrivals uh retro macho madness Ooh, the nwo one yeah it's a good one yeah did you get it? Uh, where'd you get it? eBay? Uh, yep. What are we talking? Loose. It was 40 bucks. Oh, wow. You know what? You, you start ticking them off the list, and eventually you get to those ones. Like, right now, I all I have is Junkyard Dog. Eventually, the day is going to come where I'm going to have to spend $100 <laughs> or more on Junkyard Dog just to complete the goddamn set. Dude, you feel my pain because... Diesel's my guy, and I just go, mm. uh, I'll wait for some loose one, or maybe it'll be a toy show or I something, say, or a garage You sale find it around or, 50, just get it. Yeah, you know? oh, pff, I wish. I know. And I had no idea that those were going to be that. That series, I bought the series on sale, like JCPenney online. Yeah. Got the whole series for like 40 bucks. Yeah. And now they're like expensive i wish i would have gotten like tons of them you're calling me like they're at five below bro you want a bunch of these and i'm like well yep. not that series oh right right, right. The, yeah. yeah my goodness that line um, that line i had a very nice very evil mail day yes same day i see um i seen one of them yes uh rootless coffee company sent over well i purchased it uh <laughs> dan Housen coffee Housen. haven't opened it up yet um smells pretty good but anyways, yeah, you're not going to not get Dan Housen coffee, no. right? Let me know when you just just make me some sometime. Really. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I mean, it's going to taste like coffee, but very nice, very evil, very evil coffee. And right? then I also picked up from High Spot oh, a uh, turnbuckle pad. Oh, I love it. Dan Housen zone, um, Twilight Zone, Dan Housen themed turnbuckle. No swearing. No swearing. On the blimp? Yes. <laughs> and he uh, he put a little doodle over there of a little face and signed it. His signature could use some work, but whatever. I agree. You know, um, one of the worst things I actually have signed on the wall is that WrestleMania poster, that 11 by 17. Mm-hmm. with war. I love the concept. It looks like the uh, NES Castlevania cover. Right. But both Warhorse and Danhausen signed it, and it's like the tiniest worst signatures out of anything I have on my wall. Step your game up, uh, Warhausen. Step your autograph housing game up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, other than that, I didn't really get anything. Oh, you know what I did get? Maybe we should wait till next week. In the same box with the Danhausen stuff, because I was just trying to get over over free shipping. Mm-hmm. You get 100 bucks, you get free shipping. The pad was 75 They were doing these mystery bags for 10 bucks a piece. Oh. Uh, so I got three of them just to put me over the the hump. <laughs> we have three mystery bags. I know. Should I just do one now and then? I, I want to talk about what we watched, but do you want do you want to see one? I haven't even opened any of these. Uh, if you have three, I think we should see one. Okay. <laughs> All right. They come in uh, the self control of this guy. They come in a TNA wrestling. Uh, they're not usually that good. And you got to think ten dollars got me this right. I know. Okay, so. They're, uh, they're not usually very good. They're like the, the the pull strap backpack style is what it comes in. Yeah. A TNA wrestling one. All right. We have a Ring of Honor DVD, Defy or Deny 2. Oh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 2013. Dude. Uh, we were not at that show. No, we weren't. But uh, we got a Defy or Deny elimination match. Kevin Steen versus Michael Elgin versus Eddie Edwards versus Roderick Strong. Hell yeah. Davey Richards versus Kyle O'Reilly. 
Matt Hardy versus BJ Whitmer. Adam Cole versus Silas Young. Are you sure we weren't at this one? We were not at this one. 2013, no way. No way, Jose. Uh, so that's in there. There is a, what is this, a little art card of the animal, George the Animal Steel, I guess, in a tiny little top loader, which I like. Uh, a baseball hat that says, let the hunt begin. I don't know what that is, Adam. Uh, I Any believe idea? the American Wolves. All right, American Wolves baseball cap. If anybody wants it, hit me up. You can have it for free. Uh, a loose figure. It's like a Jack's Classic. It? No, it's a TNA. It is Jack's, but it's a TNA Jack's figure. I don't know who this is. Is it Stevie Richards? That I don't looks know. like Stevie Richards to me. Uh, let's see what else we got in the bag. Totally Stevie Richards, dude. This is uh, some sort of like Gail Kim flag, maybe, or something like that. <laughs> Adam, you can take that home. <laughs> uh, no, I love Gail Kim. Oh, we got, a, we got a promo, signed promo. K-Dog, Conan. That's pretty awesome. All right. the well, NW- for the DVD and in the, the... In the NWO gear. Yeah. The, All right. The Wolfpack gear. I like that outfit, you know. I like it. It says K-Dog. That's how he signed it. All right. Well, should we should we blast through these other two bags? Or just... Oh, now Matt's got the fever. <laughs> no, we'll go next week. All right. Next week. <laughs> It's not a bad Just haul. Not for ten bucks, you know. Especially not for ten bucks. The promo, the promo and the DVD make it worth it. Dude, VHSs used to cost sixty dollars. Do you have a DVD and a promo and Stevie Richards fig and <laughs> all sorts of good shit. And that's a backpack you're holding on to right now, right? Yeah, by the way. I've tripled up on these now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ah. Oh. It's it's mystery bag week. That's you know what? That's nice to have on hand in case I don't have anything for next week. Very true. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. Man, what do you want to get into? How about, did you watch the recommended match of the week? I did. What are your thoughts? I loved it. I was, I don't know why, but I didn't like, it didn't, I don't know. I was like, I kind of expected more. I don't know. There was a couple spots where like girls were getting dropped on their fucking heads. Yes. I'll tell you what. The power bombs are like, oh, just shit. brutal. And I did like the, I mean, it was a slow build, of course, because it's, yes. Japan and it's night in the nineties and I but liked, once they once they went in the barbed wire and they blew up it yes, was pretty cool it was it was so the yeah the last like ten minutes of the match were pretty awesome and I I guess I thought there was gonna be more explosions or more I don't I don't know what I thought I honestly don't Jake loves the match you said you thought it was great I thought it was great I think it's just me I don't know he's like you're really shitting on all the stuff I'm recommending I'm like I'm not meaning to I just like I Did guess I just thought there was going to be more. I loved how Toyota came out to uh, Wild Thing. Yes, all right. So uh, we're going to come back to that, right? Yes. Okay. Um, you know, as a tribute to Onita, that was very cool. Um, yeah, like you said, once it got going, it was pretty good. But I, what, one thing about ending, Japanese ending women wrestling, good. yeah, it's so weird because it's like if, if you're either small and cute 
or you're fucking a monster. There's yeah. no in between. There's no middle ground. Isn't that weird? Yeah. You're, you're Bolton Nakano. Yeah, or Aja Kong, or yeah. you're fucking the tiniest Saray, or like I don't know. And that other girl was pretty cute. Yeah. Um, I was like, she's about to die. Megumi Koto, I think her Megumi name was. Koto. I don't know. But yeah, that was... I don't know. It was it was good. And and you know what? A lot of it, too. I do this to myself. I watched it last night pretty late. It's like, I, I, I don't know why I do this to myself, but I can tell you why. There's so much shit on every single I night know. of the week that it's like, I'm watching the shit that's on live. And then I'll be like, oh, I got to get to this match that's... And that's not why I want to do this. Like, I don't want it to feel like homework. Right. But some nights it does. Yeah. And it's like... Um, now it's 11 o'clock on Tuesday night and I'm just trying to get through this fucking, you don't want to hurry through it. Yeah. There's been times like that with me too. I'm like, Oh, I got a bream mode here a little bit. So some of it's probably on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, there's nothing bad about it. It just didn't, I don't know. I guess I was like, I just thought it'd be a little better. Do you want to get the next recommendation before we go into anything else? I loved it. Uh, that was the first time I've ever seen a female death, uh, barbed wire Explosive. I had never yeah. seen that. Yeah, yes. no, I haven't either. Hey guys, this is Pure Dad. Pure Dad. Thanks for tuning in to Dork Side of the Ring podcast with Matt Marbury and Adam Tellison. And this is your match recommendation for the day. Hello everyone, and I'm back again with another match recommendation. And this week we've got quite the banger. And a match I'm so excited to finally watch, not an old VHS quality, and you can find it on New Japan World. We've got the 1998 Best of the Super Junior Final with Koji Kanemoto versus Dr. Wagner Jr. This match is awesome. It's kind of one of those good kind of David versus Goliath type battles. And Kanemoto is one of my favorite. Nobody talks about him enough. He's absolutely incredible. And Dr. Wagner Jr. was absolutely incredible too. So I can't wait to see what Matt and Adam have to say about this match. And check me out on Instagram at @puredad. I'll tell you what Bob Holly had to say about that match. Whole thing sucked. sucked. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Do ya? <laughs> <laughs> um... So Dr. Wagner Jr. has been around since yeah ninety eight yes holy shit I know okay he's something in the I think there's like some weird Mexican pharmaceuticals or something going on it keeps these guys going that explain the doctor part yes <laughs> <laughs> of course why sir why he stopped in customs like why do you have all this I'm a doctor I'm a doctor all right let's let him through <laughs> why do you have the mask also wrestler yes oh Dr. Wagner come right through Junior. <laughs> Oh man, what else did you watch? AEW, AEW, AEW. That OC Orange Cassidy Pac match went off the fucking rails after. Uh, yeah, I think he got knocked out. Cassidy got knocked silly after a kick or something like that. Um, so the finish of the match, Don Callis ends up coming. You could tell Pac was like stalling for time. Like, yeah, we, we don't it know was what's going weird. On. Um, Don Callis ends up coming out, and then Kenny comes out and clocks. Pack with the, uh, the, belt. the belt and and they get, it's a double count on they get a ten count. I guess the match was the result was the same. Okay. The the intended result was going to be a twenty minute time limit draw. Oh really? Yeah. So to set up the triple threat still that makes sense. So once Cassidy's knocked silly, they have to figure out and they do a pretty fucking good job of getting on the to fly. that yeah uh, to getting to that result. You know what I mean? But it was definitely strange. Um, well, wait, and then he got a pass, I guess, for a few, well, only a couple of weeks away from Double or Nothing. Yeah, it's the end of uh, 
end of May, right? I guess they're like, oh, we'll see if he passes. Well, shit. Oh, he'll be fine. I guess he didn't have a concussion. He didn't? No. Okay. He was just good. got no. his bell rung. And either way, then you figure your way out of it at that point. Sure. But, uh, you know. This is live, pal. Yeah, you got to, the show goes on. You got to try to get to where you're going. At, at least they with that finish, they didn't fuck with him anymore. Like, they wrapped the title around Pac's head. And, and I guess if they did it with Matt Hardy when he got dropped on his head, they did that too. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> They don't give a fuck. Uh, Miro won the TNT title. Dude, I was stoked about that. I almost went with, um, he didn't really have a promo this week. I almost went with the opener with him. Yeah. I, I My original opener is Nick Gage, but then once you hit uh, New Jack's music, I'm like, you got to stick with New Jack. Yeah. yeah. What else? Oh, that Young Bucks versus Daniels and Kazarian. Uh, did you see Daniels busted the fucking shit out of his eye, just bleeding all over uh Matt and Nick's kicks. Yes, on the on the Jordans. Yes, um, did you see his eye like three days later? Yeah, he posted a picture. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Like, purple swollen with the it with just, the oh the white part just blood red. Yes, brutal, dude. Legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I did want to say that for years and years I just thought um U G U U G or Y U J-I? Yeah. Always thought it was Eugene. <laughs> You're not alone, but I've, I've heard people say that. But no, Eugene Nagata, Blue Justice. Yeah, he had that match against Moxley. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Cody promo. Eh, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't the greatest show. I think um, I think it's a mistake for them to... They should have done blood and guts and did something else. Now they're doing the stadium stampede again. I know. I, I think that's that. That, that's a step backwards to me. It's weird. Okay. They set the wrestling business back 30 years with that blood and guts match, by the way. I am. <laughs> How did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to double or nothing. I think it's oh, the, the, yeah. starting to shape up, Matt. I'm happy for it. They're going to have a full house. It's going to be awesome. Um, something I haven't talked about in a couple weeks, but have you been checking out any of the NWA power? I read some results. Oh, um, it's weird. They're heading towards their pay-per-view. I think is on June 6th. It's called when our shadows Shadows fall. Fall, Right. I don't know what that's in reference to or whatever, but the, the graphic for it is kind of like a, a carnival looking thing. Yeah, or like a circus looking thing. Definitely, I don't know. Um, who are who is Simon Gotch? A, a very vaud 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 villain. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick Aldis. He's getting both paranoid and power hungry. Really? Yeah. He's to breaking down. He's. I don't know. He's. I think he's kind of breaking down right in front of our faces here. But he's. So he's still the you know the heavyweight champ. He's got the ten pounds of gold. They're gonna have a fourteen man battle royal to see who's going to face him at the pay-per-view. And I'm not sure if it's this coming week or the following week. Um, but one of the stipulations is no current champions can be in the, in the battle Royal, oh, like which that. makes kind of sense. That's fun. Um, so his guys, uh, Chris Adonis and the other guy, um, I can't think of his name right off the top of my head. Either way, Tom Latimer, Latimer. Um, they were going to get a tag title match this last week. Yeah. And he's like, Nope, we're we're rescinding our our offer to wrestle for the tag team titles. They're not going to wrestle for the tag team titles because he wants them to be in, in, the, battle in the battle royal kind I of thing. Like like, it. He's worried about his position. Um, I think the whole thing's the battle royal. I think is going to be won by Trevor Murdoch. Okay, um, the Murdoch and all this kind of had this storyline. Murdoch had a little bit of an injury, but they worked into an angle where he had to take he had to get suspended for thirty days if he lost a match mm. or whatever. 
But I think those 30 days will be up, i.e. time for him to heal up. That's like early June, right? Yes, June 6th is sure, going to be Don that. Um, want to check that one out. Yeah, dude. Um, what else happened on this last week? Matt Cross versus Pope. For the TV, TV title, yep. which, dude, I, I love the idea of, like, the 605 thing. Like, the match goes six minutes and five seconds, but that's not that much time. It so is. like, Pope keeps winning all these matches just because they go to the Waste limit. it out, it's yeah. Just like, you know. <laughs> and uh, what else? Thunder Rosa defeated Genocide. Have you seen her? Yes. She's kind of like so a... So with a J. Yeah, she kind of looks like the Tin Man. She kind of has, yeah. like, robotic face paint. I don't know. Yeah. She's one of Thunder Rosa's girls from Mission Pro Wrestling in San Antonio. Don't they have a tag together, a tag team together? Or no, you're thinking of Holly else. Dead. Uh, yes, I am. Twisted Sisters. Yes, I am. Um, next week, Rosa versus Camille for the number one contender. They're going to take on Serena Deeb. Well, maybe... The winner of that gets an NWA women's title shot, but Serena Deeb takes on Red Velvet tonight for that title on Dynamite. So, Oh, no shit. Red Velvet could win that belt. I love the crossover stuff. I do too. Um, but yeah, that's what's kind of going on in NWA Powerland. We watched Backlash together, had a good old time. Yes, Backlash is fun. They're really getting panned for that zombie thing. They got shit on for the zombie the thing. The internet was... wrestling community hates it. <laughs> what I thought was funny was... Did you watch Raw? I'm guessing not. I watched like half of it. So they're like, tonight, John, Johnny Drip Drip versus uh, old Damian Priest in a lumberjack match. I did not see that. And I was like, oh shit, are they going to do the zombies again? <laughs> they did not. Okay. They just did a regular one. But yeah, they. so like they talked to John. And he's like, I don't know, man. Those lumberjacks last night were smelly. They need to go to the dentist. I don't know. I haven't seen... Uh, haven't seen Miz in a while either, but whatevs. And they just heard like Miz tore his ACL in that match. Oh, really? I heard he's gonna be out for a while. Interesting. Um, plus, he got eaten. So again, yeah. he's gonna be out for a while. And if he's not, he's one of the undead. Yeah. So. I my thoughts on that were like, who fucking cares? It wasn't. Um, it wasn't in a world title match. It wasn't anything like that. You have a company that paid a billion dollars to acquire the WWE Network. Yep. They're promoting a huge movie. It's not like some other brands haven't done these cross-promotional things. We just talked about RoboCop. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I'm sorry. thing. This is not new to us. And I and I was like, I just, Chucky, I didn't give a fuck. Chucky I don't know. Yeah. It, and have you ever gave a fuck about a lumberjack no. match in your have life? Have I ever or talked a lumber, about a lumberjack yeah. match the next day? No. No. So there you go. No. I've the, or a lumber chill for that matter. <laughs> or a lumber zombie. I don't know. Let's yeah. go back to Big Josh holding those bears. He looked like a lumberjack. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was Matt Bourne, by the way. The original Doink. No shit. Yeah. That's awesome. Who is Doink now? I saw something the other day. They're like, oh, we got God, Doink. And I'm like, Remember when like weird Doink showed up at the Money in the Bank last year? When they were in Titan Towers, there was like oh, a weird yeah. Doink. Didn't look anything like him, though. No, I was like, is didn't. that supposed to be Doink? I don't Even know. Even with clown paint, you can kind of tell... I know. Who it is. I know. <laughs> but yeah, Backlash was fun. That Roman Cesaro match like started off kind of slow and then ended up being like it, went, it was legit. One of the best matches and I've seen in a while. No fuckery. Nope. You know, I'd bet I the farm that. that one of the Usos would have, you know, got involved. Which one? The right hand man or nobody's bitch? Well, I think that they're uh <laughs> interchangeable at this point. They are? I saw what's somebody, going on now. I, well, I, we'll find out Friday, right? Because they're on SmackDown. Well, yes, but I saw that somebody posted like on WWE Shop uh, the Nobody's Bitch uh, uh, shirt is actually uh, it says Jimmy Uso. Well, yeah, that's Nobody's no, Bitch. Jay Uso. Yeah, I saw that too. Okay. So why did you let me keep going? Well, you didn't correct me. <laughs> no, I didn't want to embarrass you on air. <laughs> too late. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> 
Uh, the only thing I also saw was... Plus, I love your internet geek voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, NXT. Oh, I watched it last night. The whole thing. Um, how'd you like uh, Johnny versus Bronson Reed? I liked it. Um, I mean, I'm a Gargano guy, Me so too. I didn't want I've him to never, lose. I've never been a Bronson Reed guy, but he did some shit last night. Yeah. His, especially like not even the splash that won it, but the one before that yes. where you like, ju- it looked like they had a weird camera angle, but to me it looked like he almost jumped like off the turnbuckle onto the ropes and then splash yeah, or something like that. Yeah, it was almost like a double, uh, like a bouncy somehow. Like No, a, I, d- I dug the match. I thought it was pretty good. Um, uh, Austin Theory was getting involved all sorts of ways. I thought for sure the way was going to pull it out. Yeah, I thought very good. <laughs> I was like, no shit, new champ. What else? Uh uh, Tony Storm and uh, Zoe Stark. Yep, didn't care for it. I'm hey, glad least, Tony Storm got the win. I was gonna say at least Storm won, and that that she like did like a weird judo throw finisher. Did you see that? I don't know. I don't remember. Um, yeah, it was like when you judo throw somebody like like you hit yeah toss almost, but like into I don't know. I never maybe that's your move, but I didn't think I've seen that. before. No, her moves are called the Stormbreaker, and it's it not wasn't like that because okay. she she kicked out of that. <clears throat> Oh, Zoe Stark. Frankie uh, Monet says she's debuting next week. Oh, we had Ted DiBiase show yes. up to... Uh, <laughs> Just to laugh, but still. <laughs> Just cutting checks. Rolling up in a limo, walk in, laugh, leave. How do you feel if you're Alexander Wolf? You're like, you paid Ted DiBiase. <laughs> oh, give me his money. I can stay for two more weeks. And then, he, and then you caught him the next day. Terrible. I hope you got a ride with Ted at least. Oh, yeah. That should be Ted's new shirt. Show up, laugh, leave. leave. Oh, <laughs> Ted, you could be printing money right now. Right. I just saw that he put up a website. He's selling like hot sauce and shit. Is he hot sauce, wing sauce, and like two t-shirt designs? You know the J- staples. It's gonna get beat up a Jr. Man. <laughs> uh, Chomp and Thatcher lose to. Uh... Yeah, but it was because of the grizzled young vets got involved. That's true. You know what I mean? That wasn't a clean loss. Uh, I don't know how I feel about Hit Row. Oh, I meant to ask you last week about Hit Row, and I texted you later on in the night. They got to decide if they're going to rap or they're just going to ad-lib or they're just going to talk because it's all melting together. This week was better, I thought. They're, you're, yes, I'll agree with that. Because, yeah, last week was a little awkward, a little clunky. It looked clunky, so um, we'll see how that plays out. Top dollar. <laughs> Top dollar. And I can't remember the other people's names. Someone's like Shanti something or I don't know, but... Yeah, I I kind of like the faction. I do kind of like the. I faction. like the idea of it. I, I like the too. entourage, you know, and I yeah. like Swerve, and yeah, we'll see. Swerve's where it goes. been re- nothing but good. Yeah, I think it was. We'll, I like it, and that, supposedly he's going to be going after I guess Bronson Reed now. That one move or top dollar had uh, there was a guy like on his shoulders yes. and a guy on his that he was holding, and then he went and did like a forward falling slam i thought he like spiked his own head in the mat so hard <laughs> right. i was like he's gonna get up on fucking dream street dude like that looked bad he knows his, he knows how to do it he's, he's gonna, gonna be uh, hunting treasures in the he, afterlife i was gonna say he's been, he's been getting advice on his uh conquest on the treasure show so i did watch the, okay so on the treasure show just to hit on it this real quick because you probably don't need to go back and watch this one uh they were basically looking at like sergeant slaughter's uh like what is it called? Uh, you know, the little stick thing. Yeah. They were the looking for that. Dealy. Yeah, but no, they have a name that. for it. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's they full, were looking for that. Yeah. His, like, original hat. Okay. And they were looking for, like, Iron Sheik's 
boots because you know he's got the the classic curly boot or whatever. Yes. Um, I don't know. They like they went to Bob. Be- oh, and then they were looking for the Iron Sheik's Persian club things. And I don't know what that is. No, you no. You don't remember when he used to do that? He's like those big clubs, and then each weigh like seventy five pounds. Oh, the weight. Like spin them yeah, over yeah. his head. Yes, yes. Um. Wait, Sergeant wait. Slaughter's like, uh, I know who I'm pretty sure because he would always like challenge the wrestlers to do it. And he goes, I remember Bob Backlund was the only guy that could do it. And I think Sheik just gave him a gave him the clubs after he did it or something like that. So they like they go, they to, go Bob's? to Bob's house and Bob's always on. Dude. <laughs> Bob is Bob. And he's like, Iron Sheik, you beat me with that stick. All up and down my body, and like he's like really going into Answered it. Answered the door in a suit. No, he didn't. <laughs> know, he kidding. was like doing. He was doing like burpees in his basement or something like that. Um, flat back bumps on the porch. <laughs> um, Please tell me Sergeant Slaughter and Iron Sheik rode together in the car. No, because oh, okay. they're like Sheik. Well, we know why. Because Iron be like, or Sergeant be like, no weed in here, buddy. Yeah, no, no cocaine. No cocaine. <laughs> uh, no, but they're like Sheik's in too bad a shape to like go out and look for this stuff. So oh, now I feel like an asshole. Um, so they have to like do the work. You don't even see the chic other than clips and stuff. Really? But, uh, that AJ guy, top dollar in NXT, uh, they basically said that Bob Backlund said if he could do the clubs, he could, he could have them and he did them. No shit. Yeah. It took him a couple tries, but he got it figured out. That's fun. Um, Sarge already had like the little stick thing and his hat. So there, there you go there. Um, and then they go to some collector's house for the Iron Sheik boots. And they think they got the one from like the uh, boot camp match with Slaughter. They're like half green, half red. There's like a camel on it or whatever. But then they buy they buy the boots for like five grand or something like that. Then they, they get it back to the the uh, archivist, Ben Brown. Mm-hmm. And he's like, these aren't these aren't the boot camp boots. Like, the colors are flip-flopped or something. But they did they did search it out, and they were WrestleMania 2 boots. So it's like still. All right, we'll take they're it. They're like, we'd rather have the boot camp ones, but we'll we'll take some Iron Sheik <sighs> WrestleMania 2 boots. I was hoping for the you've been had, like like some Pawn Star shit. Like, this is not. like the- <laughs> Yeah, well, eventually they're going to run into something like this. I, I hope, think, you but know? they might not show that, you know. I don't know, but you know, less wrestlers just having shit and more going to people's houses. Weird, yeah, I like that Me so much too. better. Me too. And stay away from that shooty guy. He has everything. I know. <laughs> Can't keep calling him. Uh, <laughs> oh man! Anything else? Well, we didn't even touch on Dark Side of the Ring. We should at least hit on it. Yeah, um, Nick Gage. What did you think, dude? That's fucked up. Um, I think I knew most of it. Um, I never saw. I didn't know about him almost bleeding out the one. No, time. I had heard about that, but to see footage of like how Dude, bad it was, yeah, and to and he, and he's going. I got. Let me go back out there, and or a, you, or all right. If, if you won't let me go out there, let me try to go back out there. And you guys stop me. It's yes, like, motherfucker, you need to get to the hospital now. They'd airlift him, and then he flatlined. Right? Yes, yeah. he was dead for seven minutes or something like that in the helicopter. What? Um, <laughs> What better gear to be wearing when you're bleeding out, though, than the fucking home the white Chicago Bulls, Bulls jersey? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. You're like that Rick thing was Flair. Red. Oh, my God. That's, that's just, yeah, it's, it's the equivalent of Ric Flair's hair in a War Games match, you and know? Then, <laughs> and then looks... we were talking about, uh, yes, oh, totally. You I love I, mean? I love that. Great analogy. Um, 
the prison thing where like he goes for he was sentenced to five or something like that and then he goes for four and I was like I thought it was longer yes two I months later you. he goes back in for like two more years he does two more because he fails a drug like, test you, boom yes, I was pretty close my with six. my seven or whatever yeah. six um <laughs> the other thing was the um oh his brother I didn't know anything about Justice no, Pain no Justice Pain and then kind of he didn't do well and or no like, they were talking about like down as, a, a spiral himself and then yeah. jumped off a bridge dude. the bridge that Gage has to look, look at out. every time he walks out his back door that's rough fuck yeah dude I like the our cat stuff. Like I took him out to a steak dinner and treated him and said, "Just don't cut me. I'm an actor." And, and he fucking, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> Almost that was him. that was really the only part of it where I was like, felt like he was a piece. The New Jack one, like I felt like New Jack was a piece of shit many times during that dark side. Yes, that that our cat bit was, I don't know because it's almost one of those things like you're kind of protecting your business too. You know what I mean? This actor guy is going to come in here and want to do a death match, but yet True. not want to do the death match. You know right. what I mean? So he's like kind of protecting his own shit. But that was the only time where I was like, God, Nikki, you sound like a little bit of a dickhead here. But yeah. Yeah. I can justify it though. And yeah. I, I really, I really felt like he came off looking pretty good throughout that whole thing. I did too. I think this is probably going to big, like you said, like never be in the WWE or anything. No, he won't. But this is going to catapult him. I don't know. I've I've softened on that stance. Like, I I never. Th- I don't think he could have like a long term thing. But like, I could I could see him bringing him in for a fucking one off or something, dude. Maybe be, I just I just could. I I really think WWE once things get rolling, I feel like they it's on. Like they have to do something. It's, Eric, it's getting stale. Eric Bischoff came out and hugged Vince McMahon. Yeah, and if you just said that nineteen ninety six, you've been laughed out of the fucking room. Right, right. Goddamn right. Anything's possible. Every wrestler ever is behind the curtain. Damn right. God damn it. Let's go out on that. Got anything else, Adam? No, I don't. Watch wrestling, kids. All right. We'll see you right here next week. Uh, check us out on the socials at DorksideOTR. We got the Facebook thing going, the Instagram thing going. I did set up the YouTube channel, but I haven't put a video up yet. But I will this week. There'll be a video going up of an unboxing of some sort. Maybe the Ultimate Macho or the uh, Legends Vader. Maybe or, both. I don't know. What do I got? Or maybe one of those mystery bags. Fuck you, buddy. Give it here, give it here. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes.